Purple Mafia with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. Do you want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. It is Tuesday, January the 1st, 2013. 2013. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome back to Purple Mafia. It is episode number 132 of this show. Thank you all so very much for downloading and listening to this show. I appreciate it oh so very much. I am your host, Joey Wisen, or Paladino Joey, as Dylan Richardson, the executive producer of thesportstuff.com was so kind enough to mention me at the beginning there. Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. Thank you always for being a part of things. I love it oh so very much. And here we are once again. (laughs) An amazing, amazing victory for the Minnesota Vikings. We are back in the playoffs, ladies and gentlemen. We are back in the postseason. Holy crap, Batman! How sweet it is. How sweet it is indeed. We're back, and uh, there are a lot of reasons to be happy right now, and being the host and creator of this show, (laughs) the Facebook page, (laughs) what can I say, guys, the Facebook page, unbelievable, the Facebook page has gone viral, and uh, Brent Jacobson, definitely a big part of of that, with that awesome picture he uh, provided to me, and I was able to post on the Facebook page. It has gone viral, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, I can't believe it. It has been awesome, and it is nice to meet. I want to welcome all the, uh, nice to meet all you guys out there. I'm going (laughs) to, I want to welcome all the newcomers to the Facebook page and to the show. Hello, indeed. Hope to keep you on board for a long, long time listening to this show. Understand if you can't listen every single week or whatever. So, I mean, obviously when it's off season, it's not weekly, but, you know, understand if you miss things and such, but, uh... Hey, you know, that's how life goes. But if you can stick around as much as possible, would appreciate it so very much. And it's my job for to, to give you the proper entertainment to keep you around. So, welcome aboard again. Thank you so very much. And it's a very happy New Year for me, myself, as well. <laughs> and, of course, for the Minnesota Vikings. Because now the regular season is over. And they finish 10-6. and six. They are the sixth seed in the... NFC, and Brent Jacobson's got some good news for those of you out there that, uh, <laughs> uh, for those of you out there that don't know this about the previous six seeds in the NFC, and Brent Jacobson is the caller. First and foremost, got to let you know the phone line is 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention what show you are calling in for, which is indeed the Purple Mafia show with me, Joey, of course. Okay, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and, uh, yep, well, we have Brent Jacobson calling. We have 
Sebastian Balls calling and Mark Carlson with his first ever call-in to the Pro Mafia show. The Gold Star winner for 2012. That is, of course, usually there's a Gold Star winner for those of you new people out there. Gold Star winner for the comment of the week. Uh, I always issue that every week, and um, I've already decided who got it. You could probably guess. <laughs> but the Gold Star winner of the whole year of 2012 was Mark Carlson. He's the final caller of the three. But, yeah. <laughs> With nothing more ado, here is Brent Jacobson. This message is for Joey in, in the Purple Office show. Playoffs! Playoffs! Hey! Yeah! Playoffs, baby! Uh, wow. I was working the game of security, so I didn't get to see much, but dang, so close, yet not quite the record. I'm greedy. I wanted both the record and the win, but heck, I'll take the win. We're in the tournament. I believe the last two 16s, the NFC, have won the Super Bowl, boy, baby. Hopefully, let's make it a trifecta. I'll close with this. Super Bowl, homeboy. Go Vikings! Woohoo! Thank you, Brent, so much for that impassioned phone call. Yeah, playoffs. Yep, somebody is talking about playoffs, and we're not kidding you. Playoffs. Okay, <laughs> Jim Mora. That was like the anti-Jim Mora. That's like Mim Jora right there. Mim Jora. Yep, backwards. Yeah. Anyhow, thank you so much for that impassioned call, Brent. It is also oh true. A four-game winning streak. Against all odds, 6-6 six and six to 10-6. and six. We are in the postseason. We beat the hated Packers in the Metrodome. Uh, well, we can shut them up for one week. Hopefully we can do it again. And uh, But, yep, very awesome call. And that is what he had to say there was very much on the hearts of many Viking fans. Oh, Adrian Peterson coming unbelievably close to the record, but not quite getting it yet in the end. The win is what matters most. I mean, what's great about, what's the big deal about maybe two two positions higher in the draft and then missing the playoffs. I mean, just make the playoffs and see what happens. And yes, I do believe you are, well, and I know, yes, you are absolutely correct. The whole sixth seed thing, the 2010 sixth seed was the Green Bay Packers, world champions. The 2011 seed, sixth seed in the NFC, New York Giants, world champions, 2012 seed, <laughs> sixth seed in the NFC is the, yes, the Minnesota Vikings. So let's uh, hope for the best. Who knows? The way the defense is playing at times is very exciting. At other times, and Adrian Peterson is having about as good a year as you can possibly have as a National Football League running back. In fact, gosh, he was how many yards short? What, nine? (laughs) Yeah, nine yards short from the record. Uh, Eight yards short from the record, excuse me. Just, yeah, eight, nine, nine. Eight would have tied it. Duh. But uh, phenomenal run by Adrian Peterson, 199 yards and all that good stuff. But ultimately, Brent Jacobson, (laughs) <laughs> sending me that picture of, uh, send it to me on my phone, and then send it to me on here as well on Facebook, posted it on the Purple Mafia page, and then I kind of, yeah, took, uh, saved it as a Purple Mafia lore photo, and next thing you know, yeah, the cheese grater with the Viking logo and the grated cheese with the Packer logo is, uh, now a symbol of, it's like a beacon that brought in, uh, quite a few Minnesota Viking fans to the Purple Mafia page, in fact, it is, made the page go viral, and I thank you so much, Brent Jacobson, for doing that, and uh, guess what, Brent, that is an absolute automatic gold star. There it is, gold star for 
Week 17 in the National Football League season goes to Brent Jacobson. Yeah, <laughs> is there any doubt? No, uh, absolutely no doubt at all. Thank you so much. I mean, and again, all these newcomers, it's going to be amazing. I'm going to get to what I can on the page. There is no way I could read everything, of course, especially in the picture. I'm probably not even going to read any of the comments on the picture. Maybe a couple here and there. But there's like, yeah, there's so many, there's no way I could read all that. Uh, but then, yeah, but don't stop commenting. You're free to enjoy, comment all you want. Uh, talk to each other. You can talk to me. I could respond at times. Um, uh, the photo, though, is like so crazy right now. It's that's a very popular picture, I guess, and um, good. Thank you. Thank you for liking it so much. I appreciate it very much. So with that, here comes Sebastian Balls and with his call. Hey, Joey Sebastian. Uh, what a great win. You know, I was going against us. I was betting against us. All of NFL Network bet against us. Everybody but Rob Riggle bet against us on Fox. Um, you know, it was a great win. I got a little bit nervous there, you know, the Giants won, the Bears won, and I was like, oh, great, you know, uh, with the Bears winning, I was like, we'll just watch, we'll lose, and the Bears will take the spot, and somehow their offensive line would come alive in the playoffs, and they'd go to a conference championship game. And I was getting really scared there for a second, and then I was thinking maybe they'd have like a rematch between the Packers and the Bears in the conference championship game. Oh, scary stuff, but, uh, you know, it didn't end up that way. Our defense really was not there all too much. Uh, we stopped the run for a decent part. I think we did keep them under 100 or at least just barely over 100. I haven't checked the stats. Uh, you know, when they when they did run as in Packers, it wasn't too much. Uh, when we ran, AP got 199, fell short of the record, but I don't really care about the record right now because I feel so good about the win. Now we got to go to Lambeau and face the Packers again, but in their stadium. Uh, I don't know. I kind of hope this threw them off the game a little bit. They're kind of stumbling, hopefully, and we can pull the Giants and knock them out the playoffs in the first round and uh, hopefully advance from there. So, uh, let's see. Felton made some good plays. Jenkins made some good plays, especially that catch in the end zone that Ponder should have never thrown, but still was caught for a touchdown. Dear God, did that scare me. Jarius Wright had that 65-yard reception and then that pop-up. Oh, my God. When Ponder got hit and that ball just went sailing into the air, that was scary stuff, and Jarius Wright didn't even really come down with it, but, you know, we got the snap off because of uh, Green Bay was out of timeout, oh, and it was above two minutes, barely, thank God, you know, a few lucky bounces went our way today, and we got the win, but I know that this will not happen next week, we need to play better defensively, and... Uh, yeah, I'm glad to see Ponder kind of showed up, though. Peterson played well, and uh, that's all i got to say. I'll be listening, and hopefully we got lots of listeners. I saw lots of new likes on Facebook, so, all right, thanks. All right, sweet stuff there, uh, Sebastian. Always a lot to say, but always very relevant to the game. Very, very good stuff, strong statements along the way. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I couldn't understand. I, I can definitely understand betting against the Vikings and uh, Packers. What do they win five straight against the Minnesota Vikings uh, since the great victory by Brett Favre in Lambeau Field in two thousand nine? One of the most emotional wins of my Viking uh, watching over twenty one years of of that. Uh, very cool stuff. That was a great win at the time, but uh, finally another one of those. This one happened to be in the Metrodome. Uh, Packers apparently are extremely good in indoors. Aaron Rodgers particularly phenomenal indoors. And, oh boy, we squeaked out a very close one here. A horrifying game, but at the same time it got done. Yeah, totally understand you being a little worried about how the Giants won and the Bears won. It's like, oh boy, we really have to win here and all that good stuff. And, yeah, I was a bit worried too, but... I had a sneaky feeling that this team could pull it out in a very close fashion. Um, yeah, I believe Malcolm was telling me, yep, you, you got it. You called it, Joey. I'll get to that in a little bit on the Facebook page. Yeah, Malcolm McSween out of Oakview, California. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> the defense really wasn't that great, was it? It uh, was horrifying. The pass defense made me sick at times, honest to God. It was uh, like, what the hell? <laughs> Mr. Raymond can't. I don't think Mr. Raymond should be taken seriously as a as a as a safety in the National Football League. Quite honestly, I mean, he just got obliterated on, on numerous occasions. AJ Jefferson, I thought, was ter- pretty terrible. Honestly, he got he got he got eaten alive by Aaron Rodgers and then Jennings and such. It was like, come on, give me a break. Thank God we won. I mean, I didn't. It's just, boy, if this game went to overtime and the Packers won the coin toss, or say we went three and out. Oh my, <laughs> Jeremy, yeah, well, I'll get to Jeremy Ross later, but this was one of those games that was, uh, it wasn't over until literally the clock hit three zeros. I mean, that was horrifying. Thank God we did win, of course. It's the whole point of the show today, obviously. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the playoffs obviously mean more than the Adrian getting the record. Yeah, I, I understand, definitely agree with that. Um, as for the run, the Green Bay Packers overall uh, running was, yeah, under, yes it was, it was under 100, down to 72, believe it or not, despite some pretty strong runs by the Packer running back, Dewan Harris, he got 70 yards overall, and then Ryan Grant only two, and boy, remember when Ryan Grant was looked on as a pretty good running back in, in this league? Huh, two runs, two yards, great, his long was two, wow, yeah, I mean, despite Dewan Harris looking like he was just running right through us, his long for the whole game, only 12, so we contained him for the most part, He's a pretty powerful guy. Uh, yeah, he's a very powerful guy. He's only 5'8", though. Though that 208, 203 pounds is uh, worth every single ounce by Dewan Harris. He's a tough son of a gun. Still a, definitely a newcomer in this league. Still getting his feet wet in the pros. But uh, he's going to be a pretty dangerous guy, i got to think. Especially on those short 3rd uh, and 2 type situations. A lot of power, man. He was scaring me quite a bit. It was like, are we ever going to stop this stupid Packers? <laughs> Adrian Peterson, despite it seemed like he was semi-contained at times, averaged 5.9 a carry overall. His long was 28, which seems short for him. It could have been uh, like a 40-yard scamper to pay dirt at the end of the game, but oh boy, yeah, it was a claymaker caught him. It's like, doggone it! That would have that would have been so emotional because it would have been touchdown and record. Woo, that would have been something else. Continuing on to the seven bajillion points here. <laughs> yeah, I hope you think hopefully this game mentally threw off the Packers. I hope so. Um, New York Giants beat up on the New England Patriots a bit. 
uh, only to lose in, in nineteen and uh, excuse me two thousand seven. It was a crazy game where the Giants almost beat the New England Patriots to stop them from being undefeated. The Giants did make the postseason despite that with a ten and six record at the time. And it was like, wow, when did the Giants learn how to play that good? Geez, they almost beat the Patriots, the undefeated Patriots. And we saw why. They were actually better than everybody, despite the fact the Patriots had the best record of all time. <laughs> yeah, with a 16-0 record. Um, yep, Felton, good, yeah. Jenkins Jenkins did make some big plays. Last week he was the uh, Tavares Jackson Award winner. It's definitely not him this time. You could definitely guess it's one of the guys in the secondary. In fact, two of them. That's a hint. <laughs> If you've been paying attention to what I've been saying the past few minutes, we'll get to that later. The award winners of the week, Fran Tarkin Award and Tavares Jackson Award, the best player, worst player, blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> yeah, Ponder did have some scary moments in the game, of course. Yeah, like that touchdown to Jenkins was horrifying. No doubt about it. Uh, I thought he, I thought that was an incomplete pass or an interception, honestly. And yet everybody's jumping up and down, and it was, like, it was a touchdown, apparently. Uh, the angle by the camera made it look a hell of a lot worse than it was. When you actually saw, when they changed the angle, it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, he caught it. At first, it was like, well, there's no, that, that's not a touchdown, is it? Oh, okay. <laughs> the Jerry is right deal, yeah, that was insane. The ball bounced up in the air. It was a Cadre Ishmael type situation, in a way, back in the day, with the ball flying up in the air. Though, of course, it wasn't like any of the Vikings knocked it up. It was a Packer defender that knocked it up in that case. Um, knocked up in the air, it was like, here we go. Here comes an interception, or near interception, or... And then Jarius Wright uh, catches it. Uh, yeah, he caught it. Yeah, it was ruled a catch. Yeah, he caught it. Uh huh. What, what do you What do you mean? <laughs> no, the ball hit the the nose of the ball hit the ground. You're correct. Yep. And um, the referees uh, did not call it correctly, unfortunately. And the Packers did not get their little challenge flag off in time. Oh well. <laughs> I mean, a lot of calls went the Packers' way as well during the course of the game. They get a lot of close calls going their way. Trust me, the NFL loves the Packers. Not saying the NFL hates Minnesota. I'm saying the NFL loves the Packers. It does. There's no doubt about it. And it's been that way since Fred, Fred Favre first, or early days of Favre, in my opinion. With the exception of that Seattle touchdown. And, of course, I guess the Jerry is right drop there. Anyhow. <laughs> or Seattle, uh, excuse me, Packers non-touchdown. Not Seattle touchdown. Packers non-touchdown against the... Uh, Seahawks, which we apparently were way better than we thought. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, we do need better defense to beat the Packers in Lambeau. There's no doubt. I mean, th- those guys marched up and down the field. Was, I mean, the punter was pretty bored on the Packers' sideline in that second half. In fact, he was so bored, I'm not sure I even saw him in the second half. It was a joke. <laughs> only three punts overall in the game. Luckily, Cluey only had a punt three as well. The Cluey that talked a little too much about non-football related items that we don't really need to hear about all too much, in my opinion, but that's just me. <clears throat> I think politics can stay in politics and football can stay in football. That's just the way I am. Yeah, separation of politics and football. There we go. Huh? Huh? Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> I won't even... Yeah, i got to stop. Jerry's right, though. Yeah, I mean, love him. Another 90-yard game. Targeted, well, he wasn't targeted the most. Jerome Simpson officially was, and Kyle Rudolph, as usual, both with six targets, right with five. But, yeah, we'll get deeper into some of the statistics over the course of the game when I get to the kind of, you know, post-Facebook uh, and stuff re- review. But, yeah, it's always kind of merged together, the game review, the Facebook, and the and the calls, and all that good stuff, and Twitter. It's kind of all a big kerfuffle of things. 
There's a lot going on. It's not a lack of organization. There's just a lot of stuff going on at once. you got to just kind of do it all at once with stuff like that. It's uh, <laughs> so much going on on that Facebook page and such. The game itself, though, one of the most dramatic games of all time. And uh, here we go. We're going to get to Mark Carlson's call right now. So thanks again, Sebastian. Here is Mark Carlson's debut voice-wise on the Purple Mafia Show. Hey, this message is for Joey and the Purple Mafia Show. Happy New Year, Joey. This is Mark from Iowa calling in. And I just got to say how much fun it's been um, all season long, hanging out with the Purple Mafia Show, listening to your podcast, and uh, watching the Vikings play. And I can't believe I am so honored to be your uh, 2012 Gold Star winner of the year. I mean, uh, just surprised, honored, honored. So I thought I'd better call in this morning and say, Skull Vikings, let's get the Green Bay team. Let's put them down. Let's go into the playoffs big time. I know we can do it. Anyway, uh, Happy New Year to all my Purple Mafia friends. 73 from Iowa. This is Mark. Yeah, one of the coolest people in the world right there. Mark Carlson, thank you so much for everything you had to say there. And very deserving winner of the Gold Star. Uh, even though you could argue like Brent Jacobs and the way things uh, exploded there at the end. But I'm just saying, <laughs> he still got the Silver Star. So, um, no, Mark Carlson, you are awesome. Thank you so much for that. Um, you know, right there, everything he said and uh, what he does say on the Facebook page. You know, when you're somebody trying to do a podcast, you know, you're independent like me, like right now, I'm by myself right now, Timberwolves Explosion, of course, my other show that I do, I have a co-host and we even produce it together a bit, still, you know, we're trying to improve on a daily, uh, excuse me, weekly show, showly business, you know, show by show, we're trying to improve show by show and stuff, like I'm trying to do with this one, always listen back to try to see what I could improve, stuff like that, not because I like the sound of my voice, but want to improve, but, you know, when you're somebody who goes up against the KFANs of the world. You know, I don't necessarily consider them an enemy, but they probably, like, you know, guys in there probably would think of me as like, eh, eh, who's that little gnat, you know? When you're somebody who's just trying to kind of get on the scene a little bit, (laughs) listeners like Mark Carlson are, like, something you dream of. Honest to God. Somebody that actually, you know, they care about your show, they want to see you get better. You know, Brent Jacobson did that as well, but no, uh, you know, uh, they care about your show. They want to see you do better. They tell you how much they love it. They wish they were around longer, you know, listening to the show. And it's just, you know, that kind of stuff, it, it means a lot. It really does. There is no doubt about it. I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying, oh, everybody should feel sorry for poor little Joey. But at the same time, <laughs> I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm a guy, you know, like let's just say KFAN is this massive, uh, massive army of like 300 million people with, with, uh, you know, laser guns. And I'm like somebody with a stick and a, a stick and a stone, you know, (laughs) that's about what I am in competition versus them just because of the situation, the equipment they have versus mine, stuff like that. The, the reach they have versus mine. I mean, the reach kind of depends on the listeners at the same time, you know? So just saying, thanks again for that, Mark. And, you know, very, yeah, it was a very exciting win for the Vikings, no doubt about it. So thanks again for that call, Mark, and keep calling, keep posting on that page, and uh, yeah, very, very much appreciated, and uh, that is a fact. So, yeah, now we're going to kind of get to the Facebook page for what we can, and uh, you're going to hear some of the familiar names as well as uh, 
some new ones. Uh, like I said, I, there's almost no way I can get to everything because this is uh, this is pandemonium, ladies and gentlemen. Going viral is when a page or picture or whatever, well, like a page or a bit of information, gets spread out like like wildfire across the the internet. And apparently, that's what happened this past week. And I still can't believe what happened. <laughs> Not sure it's really affected the numbers just yet, but hopefully soon it will. Um, my goodness, there are so many new people, and <laughs> I'm, I'm very excited. Man, it was an awesome deal. Um, yep, a lot of people exciting, ho- are excited at the time, hoping that the Vikings could defeat the Packers and grate that cheese and all the good stuff, and a lot of Packer fans saying the usual stuff you'd expect. And hey, if Packer fans want to follow this show, more power to you. I know some do. I'm sure some do. Um, They're basically like, wow, that's awesome, but here we go. (laughs) But, but you guys, there's no way you guys are going to win. Or, or, and now, now they're taking the, you know, they're like laughing at us and all that stuff, but you know, like they always do. That's just how they roll. But now they're taking the angle of, yeah, okay, sure. You won that game, but you ain't going to win in Lambeau, you know? And of course they're going to say that. Of course. So I was just like, eh, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of taking that in stride and let the game speak for itself. <laughs> if the Vikings show up and win, great. If they don't, well, I, I guess, you know, <laughs> it's just one of those type of things. I really hope that this can work out. I really do. Um, like I said, yeah, I think the picture. There's just too much on there for me to really read. And most of it is probably, a lot of it is people that probably don't really even look at the page. They might be just on Facebook answering it. They're not even necessarily joining the page. A lot did, a lot didn't. All that type of deal. So we'll just kind of move on from there. Let's see. I did mention how, let's see what people talked about. Uh, Episode 131. We got some new people on there. Todd Vandermey saying he'll be listening today. Mark Carlson saying I will listen Friday. I'm downloading now. He said I did listen at work today. Today's show was tops. Holy cow, Sebastian had a very good call in. Loved what Brent Jacobson and Malcolm McSween had to say. Man, <laughs> it was floored to be honored. Yep, there it is. To be honored among my purple peers on Purple Mafia with such a prestigious award. Oh my, honored. Very honored. So unexpected. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, and you're welcome. It's very cool to, I'm very happy to give it to you. Sebastian jumping in saying, Mark Carlson, <laughs> oh, did that surprise you? I saw it coming from miles away. No, nope, he's just having fun there. And Mark telling me how he did a call-in. He gave a very unprepared acceptance speech. Not like the celebrity call-ins. Celebrity call-ins? No. Ha! I have said this before. I only wish I were on the Purple Mafia team long ago. I enjoy listening to your show, Joey. The call-ins are great, and I will always learn something new each week. Hey, man, that's cool to hear. And our team earned their way to the playoffs. <laughs> to the sound. 73 mark from Iowa. That's for sure. So he's Andrew Brunette's age. Yep, 1973. There you go. Andrew Brunette. I didn't even think about that for a while there. Former Minnesota Wild player. Coolest, that was the coolest player to ever play for that team, by the way. So something about 1973 there. Hmm. Yes, yes. Yep, Anton Winfield wore a padded glove during the course of the game. I was mentioned in that, and uh, unfortunately, he really didn't. Uh, he was a non-factor, and that's why we had a huge situation come up with that secondary. You got guys like AJ Jefferson and Marcus Sherrills. They were getting schooled all day by Aaron Rodgers and, and Jennings, and uh, I can't even stand saying the name. And, and and this without Mr. Cobb out there. 
and uh, Randall Cobb, that is. I'm getting mixed up with Kevin Cobb. Randall Cobb, yeah, Jordy Nelson ate us alive in a 73-yard freaking pass by, uh, well, it was caught in stride and became a 73-yard reception. But uh, it was just one of those things. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> yeah, kind of like the Jerry Strike completion later on. Thank God the Vikings made up for it. But, yeah, I mean, the secondary of the Green Bay, excuse me, Minnesota Vikings really got eaten alive. The depth is a huge problem now. Uh, Harrison Smith hurt his shoulder in the game. Golly, it was just one of those games you hope that we were the least injured after that game. Yeah, because there are a lot of guys that probably got hurt that you don't hear about at the time because maybe they strained something a little bit, but it can affect you next week. I hope we were the least hurt. You know, I mean, a game like that, you're going to come out bloodied and bruised if you win or lose. And uh, it's because that was been like the biggest fight ever. You know, <laughs> you won, but you're a bit beat up there. Uh, Brent Jacobson commenting on the whole Antoine Winfield situation, saying hopefully he can still catch Aaron Rodgers' wounded ducks that manages to get off despite Everson Griffin being in his face. Yeah, um, man. Unfortunately, it didn't really work out all so well. In fact, it just did not. <laughs> Gonna jump into a couple more. Um, <laughs> Brent Jacobson commenting about how why would anyone not want to follow at Purple Mafia Show? That's the Twitter account at Purple Mafia Show to give that a follow. Uh, he says unless they're a terrorist or a cheesehead, though there is a difference between the two. Hmm. <laughs> Whoa. Intense stuff right there. Oh, boy. And yes, Adrian Peterson did eclipse 2,000 yards. Yes. Adrian Peterson did eclipse 2,000 yards. Yeah, he did. And he did it uh, fairly early, actually, because he had a nice run early on. He got it as it early in the third quarter. Finally got 3,000, or excuse me, 2,000, 3,000. Yeah, right. 2,000 yards in the game. It was an unbelievable. it's an unbelievable milestone after a ACL tear. It is just unbelievable what he was able to accomplish. I just cannot believe what this guy was able to do. I just still stunned with with what what he was able to accomplish this year after uh, after you know ACL MCL tear. Unbelievable. Matt Emer at the time saying and counting. Janine jumping in saying woo hoo beast mode for AP. Josh Mayerberry, I believe this is his first post, and David Longfield, his first posts along, I believe he had two, both saying speechless about Adrian Peterson. <laughs> Josh uh, saying, wish he could have gotten a few more carries versus Houston, could have had the record, and then some, but running like he did this year. AD will make a run at it next year. I hope so. That would be pretty awesome. I mean, it's it's unfortunately a lot of times guys don't follow up too well after a year like that. You got the Shawnee Alexanders, Terrell Davis had an, had an injury. That was a bummer. You know, we don't even want to think about that. This is this happened post-injury, which is ten times more remarkable. So I guess right now, Adrian Peterson, in a lot of ways, mm, well, he responded better than Terrell Davis. I don't want to say he's better than Terrell just yet, because Terrell Davis uh, basically like catapulted the Denver Broncos to two consecutive Super Bowl titles. So I'm going to be careful about that, despite the fact his career numbers uh, actually probably going to be inferior to Adrian's here if they're not already. Uh-huh. <laughs> going to be interesting to see how that turns out. Adrian, how far can he go? We'll see. I hope he keeps it up, to be quite honest. And I hope I'm not missing a lot of stuff. Here we go. This is where we get a lot of post-game comments, and I think all, all of these should be read. Honestly, all of them. 
As I mentioned, basically, 10 and 6 never felt so good. Congratulations to Adrian Peterson on a truly remarkable regular season. 199 yards this game. Season total of 2,097. There will never be another AP, especially not the one that could do this after an ACL and, and MCL tear. Legendary. That is a running back to be reckoned with. And to me, there is no doubt about that. Matthew, Kyle, nice to meet you. Hopefully you're listening at this point. But at minimum, a new poster on the page. He says, have to give Ponder huge credit for his performance in that one. Agreed, Matthew. Strong, good, good, good one right there. Christian Ponder absolutely deserves credit for what he did in this game. He made some clutch passes, including that beauty. Just beauty. Probably his best pass of the year to Jarius Wright. He actually finally led a receiver in stride on a deep pass. That is a miracle. (laughs) I didn't know he could do it. It seemed every time he tried to throw it deep, it would be underthrown or away from the receiver or in traffic. Uh, You know, it just drove everybody crazy. It's like, this guy's not that good, but, you know, well, (laughs) the last couple weeks against Houston and Green Bay, it has been a buildup. Christian Ponder is on an uptrend, and let's hope he can continue it. Because we all remember, Eli Manning was looked on as this dopey quarterback who was just not that great. And then he just he went on an uptrend and the Giants were champions. Anything can happen in this league. Anything can happen. And no, I am not comparing Christian Ponder to Eli Manning. Let's let his play speak for itself and see what happens here. And that's all there is to say about that at this point. But great thought there, Matthew Kyle. Without a doubt, Christian Ponder's hand was absolutely in this win in a huge way. Matthew Kyle continuing, saying it'll be tough in Green Bay, no doubt, but at least we made it. Skull. Yep, at least we did make it. Todd Vandermeer out of Indiana, saying Ponder got saved a couple of times, but also made some real nice throws. AP, what can you say? Awesome. Ain't no doubt about it, Todd. Ain't no doubt about it. Richard Miller saying that's true. Mark Carlson jumping in. Yep, Richard Merriller, welcome to the page as well. Mark Carlson saying... That was a heart-pounding Rock'em Sock'em game. <laughs> yeah, that was horrifying. Uh, Kelly and Dalton Garza. Wow, that's a lot of names in one. <laughs> but nice to meet you, Kelly, and welcome to the page. She says, so sorry, AP couldn't have run it in for a score. He would have had the record, and we would have made the playoffs. What a year. Oh, yeah, ain't <laughs> no doubt about that. Absolutely. Uh, Chris Tucker says, what a great win. NFC is wide open. And Chris Tucker's from Vancouver, British Columbia. Gotta love Chris Tucker. He's been a poster for quite a while. Sometimes active, sometimes inactive, but hey, active there. And hopefully into the postseason here. A couple more to get to in this thread. <laughs> David Longfield. This time he says more than speechless. <laughs> and boy, he's... Got a lot to say here. Got to love it. Lots of passion. He's saying, awesome, awesome game. Got no fingernails left, but awesome. Feel bad for Adrian all day. Peterson, though, should have given him one more shot. He earned it. Maybe that was his choice, but who knows. That's the kind of guy he is for, as I'm concerned, that record is broke. And by the way, AD, or all day, does not do him justice. I call him Adrian Pinball Peterson. Remember, you heard it first. You heard it here first, Mafia members. Keep it up, pinball. Hey, that's kind of cool. So there you go, David. You get credit for that. APP. No, <laughs> APP. Okay, yeah. Hey, yeah. Adrian Pinball Peterson. 
Adrian Pinball Peterson. You know, it actually does roll off the tongue pretty well there, David. So, good one. I just clicked like on that. I don't know why I didn't click it earlier. That was awesome stuff. Wanda, welcome aboard the page as well. She says, I heard that it was AP's choice. So, she follows up on that. Uh, she, I'm not saying she is not a... Oh, sorry about that. Yep, they say... Uh, that it was AP's choice to have Wallace come in and kick the field goal instead of trying for the yardage and the touchdown. That way they won the game. Congrats, AP, on being so close and an awesome player. Ain't no doubt. Yep, yep, Wanda, nice nice thing there from her. Very cool, very accurate statement there. Brett Jacobson saying, the great thing is we're in the playoffs and anything can happen. Yes, sir. We'll see what happens. So, yep, thank you for that, Wanda, though. That was a good follow-up on what David had to say there. Good stuff. Indeed. So now we'll get into a couple more. It's going to be eh, it's gonna be crazy. I'm going to get to what I can here. <laughs> Let's try to get down a bit. It's, uh, yep, lots of in and out uh, stuff. Todd Vanderme saying, wow, this is a wild game. Jerry is right for Fran Tarkin Award. <laughs> he was pretty good, wasn't he? Mm. Yep. Sebastian thought we were going to miss due to penalties. That's a bleeping BS call. <laughs> Sebastian, up and down. Lots of uh, lots of stuff indeed. Lots of in-game stuff. We're going to kind of leave that for the listeners to check out. Uh, Dan Taylor saying, from 3-13 and 13 to the playoffs, Adrian for MVP. No, Dan Taylor's from the UK, by the way, for the newcomers. Uh, one of the better posters you're going to ever see on this page <laughs> or Twitter. But yeah, he says, from 3-13 and 13 to the playoffs, Adrian for MVP. Frazier for Coach of the Year. Hmm, interesting thought there. Well, maybe. Might be the uh, Indianapolis coach with 11-5 and five record, but I digress. He says, we took a bye away from the pack, and we knocked the Bears out of the playoffs. What a game, what a day, and who cares about those nine damn yards? Adrian just ran himself into the Hall of Fame. And, to the, Vi- and the Vikes to Lambeau. Skull, everyone. Yeah, I think Adrian Peterson is a future Hall of Famer now. I think we can actually say that with confidence, without a doubt. Now, coming into the year, it was still kind of probably a maybe, but now, no, there, there's no maybe. Adrian Peterson is a future Hall of Fame running back, without a doubt. Malcolm McSween said, couldn't have said it better myself. Celebration time. Mark Carlson, right on. That's what he says. And ain't, ain't it the truth? You know, and I basically, that's what I said. The man speaks the truth with the best of them. It was amazing. It was amazing. We go from 6-6 six and six to 10-6, and six, from 3-13 and 13 to 10-6, and six. just... Man, oh man, oh man. Great story, great season. And Adrian Peterson's recovery from that injury is just unbelievable. And, you know, the way I'm kind of almost looking at it with the, what happened with Adrian Peterson, the way I see it is he worked himself so hard to recover from that injury, he made himself even better. Which I don't know if that's ever happened before. <laughs> I don't think I've never seen that happen before with that type of injury. Now, small to medium to semi-big type of injuries... It can happen sometimes, but this type of injury, to work yourself so hard, you actually made yourself better? Wow, that's Michael Jordan-like right there. (laughs) It really is. You know, the way he could perform with injuries and sickness and win championships because he played even better when that happened. Absolutely dramatic. Sebastian Balls putting a purple bow on the 2012 season, the regular season part of it anyway, saying that, dear 2012 season... And a year that begun with a good start with awful replacement refs, 
Then came the second period of the season. Oh God, that was awful. Most of our fan base lost all faith, and now we have a, had a mega strong December, sweeping two of the best teams in the NFL. Now here is a dedication to Joey, Mark, and Brent to staying with the show all year. Thank you for that, Sebastian. Very appreciate it. And to you as well, Sebastian. We dedicate it right back to you because you stayed with it as well. Mark Carlson jumping in saying just that. <laughs> He's saying, uh, I, am having, I am having way too much fun. This is a great show. Looking forward to hear you calling in, Sebastian. Very, very true. Yes, sir. It has been great, and thank you so much for your loyalty to the show, Sebastian. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, he's been from, <laughs> from you know, when we talk on behind the scenes, so to speak, he's been, uh, he's really been there, and I do appreciate it. It does not go unnoticed. Todd, Todd saying, uh, Vikings win, playoff bound, baby, playoff bound, baby, school Vikings, and uh, yep. I told him how awesome he is and the passion he brings to this page. His difference making. He responds with, thank you, Joe. I'm glad I found your show and I enjoy listening and will try to add it the best I can. Skull Vikings and Happy New Year. Thank you and Happy New Year to you, Mr. Todd Vandermeer. Malcolm McSween saying that my prediction was pretty good, Joey, that being on the last show. I think this was the most points we scored all season against the Packers for a playoff berth. This team... Showed great hope today. Very, very true, Malcolm, and thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was fun. To, you know, how I got kind of in a little bit of a kerfuffle with the prediction stuff earlier in the year because it's like, man, I was off. It's like Washington and Tampa Bay and stuff, especially Tampa. But now it's like, I guess it came back. <laughs> it feels good, I guess. It's a little bit of a your redemption there. But, eh, you know, trying to predict a football game sometimes is like trying to predict a, a crapshoot on a you know, in a casino or whatever. It's like, yeah, whatever. Not that I'm into that stuff anyway. Sebastian again saying, my favorite part about all years when we crushed all, <laughs> crushed all the Bears and Giants fans' dreams of the playoffs. Yeah, because we've been there, Sebastian. Yep, we've seen our playoff dreams shatter too. So, yeah, we can't really feel too sorry for them. Malcolm following in saying, yeah, I love that we beat the Packers and the Bears in one game. Mark saying, uh, it... <laughs> It felt good to knock knock out Chicago. Goodbye, Cutler. Ooh, yeah. Zach Borgosetz. I hope I pronounced that right. That's an interesting one. Welcome to the page, by the way, Zach. Saying Blair Walsh for Rookie of the Year. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. But it's probably you know you got Andrew Luck and uh, RG three, so that's the one problem. Those guys get more headlines than the kicker, so that's the only crappy part. But Blair Walsh, I there is no way. You, there is no way there has been a better rookie kicker in this league. If there has, and you can find one and prove it or show show me, can convince anybody right now, it's going to be, I'll be very surprised, honestly. Unbelievable. Malcolm again saying we had the toughest finishing schedule in the league, and what did we do? 4-0. Mark saying that is a statement. Yes, it really is a statement, Malcolm. Absolutely. Ooh, there is still some more to get to. All these post-games. Yeah, just imagine if I was reading the in-game ones. But I like to read these post-game ones. They're very cool. Uh, Sebastian again saying, Remember one year ago we were looking at the draft. Khalil and someone at Kayborn, uh, Claiborne. Excuse me. We knew we had to massively improve the O-line. We thought maybe Coach Frazier wasn't the one of, for us. And he wasn't built to be a head coach. Now look at us. 10-6. and six, Beat Green Bay at home. Now going to Green Bay next week. More certain than we have been in two years, Skull Vikings. And that is a shout-out to uh, Vice, or excuse me, 
the true GM of the Vikings now that he actually got the real position, Rick Spielman. That's a shout-out to Rick Spielman right there. Hey, man, great drafting. Way to help turn this team around in a lot of ways. And, of course, Leslie Frazier. There's a guy that's keeping his job. And we're going to briefly get into uh, a lot of the guys that lost their job after I'm done with this Facebook page and maybe some Twitter. We'll take a break, talk about the, uh, yeah, we'll talk about the the firing. There's been a lot of firing in the league the last day and a half or so. Yeah, so just a foreshadow there. Almost wrapping up this Facebook page, like very close to that. Uh, Malcolm saying, do you think Raymond or Sanford should be the starting safety? Uh, I say Sanford. Yep, I, I agree with Sebastian. That's what Sanford says, uh, or excuse me, Sebastian says Sanford has really stepped up. I agree. Uh, Raymond is putting me into depression and and insanity at the same time. Uh, so, you know, I mean, he is driving me nuts. Sebastian again saying, saw our schedule lineup for next year. We'll be home for Carolina, Cleveland, Washington, Philly, and Pittsburgh in 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 England. And Pittsburgh in England. Hmm. I, oh, that's right. We are going to England. Of course, so Dan Taylor, hopefully, going to get to see that one. And Matt Emer, both UK members over there. He's saying away at Dallas, New York Giants. Ooh, we're going to play the Bengals in Cincinnati. I wonder what year this is the last time that happened. Seattle again. Ugh. Baltimore. Uh-oh. And I once thought the Baltimore Ravens were going to win the Super Bowl this year. I say, no. Without without Ray Lewis? Come on, man. That would be like a miracle. Just like the Bears winning a Super Bowl without Erlachers. Like, nah. But, um, yeah, it's a tough schedule. But, yeah, it's beatable. It's possible. Brent Jacobson saying, I have gone from a Ponder hater to now being a Ponder supporter. His performance yesterday against the Trailer Park Bay, yes, Packers, impressed me, especially combined with his performance the last few weeks. I still say we need to improve the receivers. Oh, yeah. I mean, they stepped up beyond beyond belief, but that's not to say they're going to do that consistently. Uh, Jenkins, hey, man, hats off to Michael Jenkins and Jarius Wright, especially. And, and Jerome Simpson, by the way, before he got hit in the head a little bit in the end zone there. That was disappointing to see it happen to, to a guy who was had a nice uh, nice comeback this year, improvement. He was pretty good. Not spectacular, but good. Better last week, actually. Uh, Jarius Wright, huge, with that 65-yard reception. Michael Jenkins, clutch, believe it or not, down the stretch, despite dropping a touchdown at one point. He ended up catching it a couple plays later. Um, yeah, we do still need to improve the wide receiver situation, no doubt about it. And, um, yeah, still there's the sources inside the Vikings organization saying that this whole Percy Harvin situation ain't good. No. Um, he's become a pain in the ass, and it's really a shame to see it happening. Is he a great player? I doubt. But uh, is he a malcontent? Probably. We're just going to have to see where that goes, <laughs> unfortunately. So we're going to still try to bounce around a bit. Um, Dave Martin on the Twitter saying, I wasn't kidding when I was talking about a Mr. Raymond. Basically, Airball attempted a tackle on Jennings. It was a joke. Uh, the special team, Sebastian bringing that up on the Twitter, also hurt us. Yes, and it did, because Mr. Uh, <coughs> excuse me, Mr. Ross, Jeremy Ross, with a couple of significant returns down the down the stretch there, that 44 return was pretty back-breaking, because the Packers just marched down the field for a touchdown at that point. It's like, well, great, thanks. And then we try to stop him again, and there you go again. Uh, he averaged 28.7 kick returns, because Thankfully, later on, the Vikings uh, secondary stepped up a bit, or excuse me, uh, kick coverage team stepped up significantly as the game progressed after a couple of nice, serious returns by Mr. Jeremy Ross there. 
Um, I did like, excuse me, that was weird. I did like the the, uh, kick coverage later on in the game, but early on it was uh, the first quarter, or two two and a half quarters or so, it was like, my goodness, we're going to lose this game because of that. (laughs) And yeah, Sebastian saying I was the scariest pro he'd seen from Ponder. That was the one that was the Jarius Wright deal. He's saying, Joey, your boy Jarius. Yep, when he made that big, long catch, that was pretty awesome. I was very, very, very happy about that. And uh, there's no doubt about it. (laughs) And nobody was on Jenkins. I remember, yep, there was a couple plays in there. Achilles retreating me there. Saying that uh, that was, uh, <laughs> yeah, he was just retreating it. Yeah, I mean, we're, yeah, there were some plays that this secondary, I don't know if it was miscues or what, but on the the, the second touchdown by Jenkins during the game, or did he only get officially one? It felt like he got 15. Yeah, he did get two. The second touchdown by Jenkins, the first one, yeah, A.J. Jefferson just, yeah, just wasn't there. It was ridiculous. Mr. Raymond, same type of deal thousand times during the course of the game, but uh, nobody, and I mean absolutely nobody was on Greg Jennings. It was just like playing catch in the backyard with two people when it was Aaron Rodgers and, Gre- and uh, Greg Jennings on that second touchdown later in the game that sent a lot of us into, <laughs> into, <laughs> into just volcanic eruptions in whatever living room we were in at the time, or pe- some people in a bar, or God knows what, in their basement, whatever it was. I mean, volcanic eruption. I, I mean, really, it was like I was in the backyard, talk, just just sailing a ball to to Paul Tuniverse Canada or Marcus the Forecaster or somebody like that, just sailing a ball into their hands. You know, it's just a nice little day outside. It's it's about seventy five degrees, a little breeze. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> really, man, you know. Somebody put a bonding on Greg Jennings. I mean, you know, he might not be the best receiver in Green Bay anymore because of Randall Cobb, who wasn't even playing, for God's sakes. Pardon my French there. Wasn't even playing, yet nobody was even on him. I mean, it was, were they all trying to, did they miss an assignment? They're supposed to be, you know, they thought they're supposed to be blitzing Aaron Rodgers when they forgot about a certain guy was, uh, you know, trying to score a touchdown there. I guess, I guess that's what happened. That's what that would make logical sense to me, because I wasn't at the game. Obviously, watched it, but I didn't. You know, when you're at the game, you see more detail, especially if you're in a good seat. Certain seats, you can't see anything. You'd ten times rather be watching it on TV. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's mostly like if you're in the the corners, you can really see a lot. Uh, upper corners or so, or actually the yeah the long parts, you can really see a lot of stuff develop. But um, that was that was horrendous. <laughs> I mean, Aaron Rodgers is like, oh, nobody's on him. Okay, whatever, catch it. There we go. Go, go, Packers, man. So that was uh, depressing. Also, another thing to note during the course of the game, Blair Walsh did get his tenth uh, fifty-plus yard field goal. That actually is what drew the first blood in the game early on in the very first drive by the Minnesota Vikings. Uh huh. It was very cool to see that happen. Ten fifty-yard field goals. 50 plus, so now he uh, holds the record by two kicks versus the previous record. Welcome to the NFL, Mr. Uh, Blair Walsh. <sighs> but yeah, it was one of those type of games. It sure it sure was where you just never knew what was going to happen. You really never knew. Lots of in-game stuff on Twitter between myself and Sebastian uh, back and forth looking for a little bit of post-game stuff and it uh, there it is. Here's a couple. Sebastian saying the sixth spot is ours. 
Now, his uh, Twitter, if you want to follow him, is at Sebastian underscore B-A-H-L-S. So give him a follow if you like. The good guy. Uh, and remember, this one is obviously at Purple Mafia Show with one uh, follow. Or, I mean, excuse me, with all one word, excuse me. Sebastian responding to me, maybe he misunderstood what I said. Because I was getting pissed off at the Packer fans a bit because they were being a little... It was just constantly with their Go Pack Go stuff, and I was in a horrible mood because I was getting sick and tired of the arrogant Aaron Rodgers completing every single pass he wanted against the depleted secondary of the Vikings, and the fans doing their constant chant, and they just wouldn't stop. And I told them, go back home, go back home, like instead of Go Pack Go. Sebastian responds with, um, next week we play them in Green Bay. <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, I mean, I was just telling that to the fans in general during the game because it was driving me crazy. And, yeah, we do play him in Green Bay next week. Yeah. Dan Taylor saying, I'm exhausted, but this is the best I've felt as a Viking fan. It's been a while, isn't it? Sebastian with the final tweet, or second last tweet, saying, you can't believe it has come down to this for us, a playoff wildcard berth at Green Bay. And, yeah, believe it or not, it's happened before. It happened in 2004 with an 8-8 team that we knew wasn't going anywhere. This team has a lot more legs. I mean, you had Culpepper, who was, eh, no running game. And uh, an off-injured Randy Moss and a di- very disinterested Randy Moss most of the time. Yeah. So I, I think the situation is better this time, but unfortunately the Packers are better as well than they were that year. Uh, Hannah Shelton saying that uh, you're just thinking this when I was saying, I honestly think it's time for Cluey to shut up and worry about the game. No, I wasn't just thinking it. <laughs> I'm just I was just saying it for the first time, I guess. So, yeah, enough of that, right? So again, thank you all of you for joining the Facebook page that have joined and welcome to the show and <laughs> hope you'll uh, become weekly listeners or at least semi-regular. Would appreciate it. Hope I wasn't reading too much, but this was just a special week where there was way, way more to read than, than other weeks at times and a lot of fun stuff happened. I mean, there was a week similar to this back when the Vikings defeated the San Francisco 49ers and it was easily my highest uh, rated show of the year on iTunes. So hopefully this will happen again. Because this game really did mean something to this franchise. It truly did. Just like that San Francisco meant quite a bit. Uh, one final bit, I guess I'll say for the Facebook page. Dave Hickey posted, <laughs> got a tattoo with the Minnesota Vikings head, you know, the Viking logo on his shoulder. That's pretty cool. And uh, a lot of people seem to, seem to like it a lot. Matthew Kyle saying dope, like that's cool. And Jim Lawrence saying skull vikes. So there you go, Dave Hickey. There's, there's Dave Hickey with his new tattoo with the Minnesota Vikings head on his shoulder. So, there you go. Gotta love that. So, with that, we are going to look a bit more about the game in general now with with uh, the interactions being concluded for the time being, or for this show, we'll say. Uh, Vikings did get some, a decent number of sacks in the game, and Evers and Griffin was outstanding. Lots of pressure on Aaron Rodgers, despite there were times it seemed like there was no pressure on Aaron Rodgers, but Everson Griffin has emerged as a legit force in this league at the defensive end position, which is great news for Viking fans, because Brian Robinson can get injured at times, and so can Jared Allen. They 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 tend to have nagging injuries come up for quite frequently, so to know we have three, not two, but three legit defensive ends in this team is a very <laughs> comforting thing indeed. He got three sacks against the Green Bay Packers. Just so awesome. Bringing, which brought his season total to 8 for the year. Got it like that. He forced a fumble during the course of the season as well. Everson Griffin has definitely emerged. And this is a guy who earlier in the year, 
they were playing at linebacker in the training camp. They were like, uh, well, you're going to have to play him at linebacker because there's a lot of uh, lack of, I mean, there's lack of depth at the linebacker position and way too much depth over the course of the, uh, uh, I mean, over, over the, uh, excuse me, the defensive ends and defensive line and all that stuff. So we're going to have to take our chances to see what he can do at linebacker. But when they're playing him with like the third and fourth team or, or whatever, it's like he's not even going to see the light of day at linebacker. And we're wasting our time here trying to develop a guy at a position that's not his position. Just doesn't make much sense. And speaking of Jared Allen and Brian Robinson, by the way, they also get the other two sacks in the game. Vikings total five sacks overall. So there were times the Vikings did get to Aaron Rodgers, and there were a lot of times that Aaron Rodgers had all day to throw. And trust me, that drove me crazy. It seems like Aaron Rodgers always has all day to throw, and uh, he's able to play a slow-motion style. Luckily, the Vikings' offensive line kept one of the best pass rushers in all of football. In fact, they were second in the league in total sacks in the year. They held them to only one, and that was the claymaker himself with his one ta- uh, one sack, a tackle for loss, of course, for seven yards by the claymaker. His total his season total of 13, the also off-injured claymaker, <laughs> who was a linebacker, not a defensive end, but a damn good one and an annoying one. <laughs> Another guy with a big mouth, a member of the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> But he, there's worse guys than him in the league. I just hate him because he's a Packer. But, yeah. 13 sacks in the year, definitely a superstar. <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt about that. But uh, it's nice to see guys like Everson Griffin emerge because he got four tackles overall in the game as well. Just a very strong game by Everson Griffin, and uh, we hope that can, conti- can, can continue. So... With that, we are going to give out our Fran Tarkenton and Tavares Jackson Award for this week. (laughs) And the Fran Tarkenton Award goes to... Well, I have to give it to him. Adrian Peterson. But ladies and gentlemen, we are going to have a tie. Adrian Peterson and Christian Ponder? Yeah, Christian Ponder gets the Fran Tarkenton Award along with Adrian Peterson, who eclipsed 2,000 yards during the game. But to, to, to give one also to Christian Ponder, is a, it, just, it feels so good to be able to do that because he was an extremely good quarterback on Sunday. In fact, to me, this was his best game as a pro. And I, I, I say there's no doubt about it. Uh, you know, his only, quote, when I used to, when I last week I said his only truly good game this year was against the San Francisco 49ers, and it was. But guess what, folks? He beat it. And yes, the Packers' defense in general is worse than the San Francisco's, uh, particularly in the secondary versus, you know, whereas obviously their pass rush is extremely good, Green Bay's, but they didn't get to him, and the offensive line gets a lot of credit for that as well. But to see Ponder do as well as he did, and uh, no turnovers also, by the way, for the Minnesota Vikings, you know, this was, this was, this was a sight to behold. Ponder leading, uh, leading receivers into long gains, uh, multiple times, clutch passes, and the few that weren't so smart. But hey, every quarterback gets a little bit crazy at times, makes kind of a dumb play. Aaron Rodgers very rarely does it. But certain guys, heck, even Brett Favre did it. Eli Manning obviously used to do it. He doesn't really do that hardly ever anymore either. But uh, Ponder looked like a legit quarterback on Sunday. Will that continue? We'll see. But for at least in one game, he looked pretty damn good. And I hope this can possibly continue. We shall see how this goes. Strong game, of course. So there's your friend Tarkington Award. Adrian Peterson and Christian Ponder. Indeed. So now, here comes 
the Tavares Jackson Award. Ooh, the worst player on the team this week. The the GOAT of the week, you could say. And guess what? There's two of them there as well. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Raymond and A.J. Jefferson. I mean, where were you guys? <laughs> Seriously, yeah, A.J. Jefferson got like five tackles in the game, but that's because Aaron Rodgers was constantly picking on him. And because he's just not that good. A lot of people, some people were saying he's a great find and stuff, but okay, but he certainly didn't look like it on Sunday. And uh, that's what the Tavares Jackson Award is. It's not saying A.J. Jefferson will never be anything in this league, but on Sunday, he got beat, and he got beat for size. And Mr. Raymond, ay, ay, ay. <laughs> he got hammered over and over. Guys were getting right past him, making easy catches, and uh, it, was, it, was, it was depressing to watch. It, it really was, and there, there, it also reeked of a lot of prevent defense over the course of the game, which seems to be a very frequent thing against this Packer team for whatever reason. Didn't seem to help that much. It almost prevented a win. <gasps> Ooh, that was an old one. That was an old saying about the prevent defense there. <laughs> Gotta love that. But there were a lot of yards to be had in the passing game, especially for that Green Bay Packers. But to see Christian Ponder do as well as he did, also a very exciting day. And Adrian Peterson also, a final note, had his career had a career high in rushes in the game. He had 34 rushes in the game and still managed to get about six yards of carry. That is pretty freaking awesome. And that's why he wound up with, well, one yard shy of 200 in the game. <laughs> Definite Fran Tarkin, an award winner. That is his third already. You gotta love that. Gotta love that. Last week was the only week he didn't get it. I was like, it was Harrison Smith and, uh, oh, now I forgot who the other guy was already. Oh, well. And Blair Walsh. Yep, for breaking the record. So there you go. We are going to take a quick break, and we're going to talk about the firings, and then we are going to preview the playoffs with the Minnesota Vikings involved for the first time in a long time. I'm going to kind of do my little bracket. Aren't you excited? Yeah, I'm going to do a brief little bracket of how I think things are going to go, and then I'm going to obviously you know, go with where I was right or wrong next week and uh, go from there, you know, and then just continue the bracket with the teams that are current at the time. Like, say, if Cincinnati beats Houston... And oh, even though I might pick Houston this week, I'll just say, oh, well, Cincinnati's going to do this, you know. So we're just going to do that, try to keep up with things. Uh, that'll be very fun. I really enjoy talking playoffs, and boy, is it fun to be able to do it with the Vikings involved. So with that, we're going to take our break and be back right after this. Let's win this game. Skull Vikings, honor your name. Go get their first down, then get a touchdown. Rock them, sock them, fight, 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 fight. Go Vikings, run up the score. You'll hear us yell for more. V-I-K-I-N-G-S. Skull Vikings, let's go. Skull Vikings, let's win this game. Skull Vikings, honor
we are back here on Purple Mafia, episode number 132, which is a reminder for all iPod users and Android users as well, because all you need is Double Twist for those Android devices. All you need to do is download Double Twist to listen to Purple Mafia on your Android phone if you do not have an iPhone or an iPod. And of course, even the cheapest MP3 players, all you got to do is download the show and put it on there. Same with Timberwolves Explosion. Do check that out on iTunes and thesportstuff.com. Timberwolves Explosion. Yep. <laughs> Gotta love that. Minnesota Timberwolves fans. Yes, sir. Good show indeed that I am very proud to be a part of. So here we go. Uh, Vikings head to Green Bay next week, but we got a list of firings. Yes, sir. We have a lot firing going on <laughs> during the already off season for some teams out there, they're going to be looking for new coaches because, uh, yeah, they're starting a new over in Arizona and Philadelphia. Yeah, you got Ken Wisenhunt is fired. That's right. Ken Wisenhunt, gone. Unfortunately for him. And you have uh, Andy Reid, fired. Can you believe it? Yeah. Norv Turner and his general manager, or the gen- yep, of San Diego Chargers, gone. Yep, 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 yep. That's about it, right? <laughs> it never ends. It already never ends for that. Yep, gotta love that. Uh, <laughs> Rex Ryan, not fired. And uh, I can't believe it. My prediction with Dylan Richardson back on the season preview. Uh, incorrect, apparently. I thought Rex Ryan was going to be gone. I thought I was going to be dead on with that. I can't believe it. I just cannot believe that Rex Ryan didn't get let go. And it's not even because he's necessarily the worst coach ever, but he's certainly not the best. That's for sure. I uh, the Jaguars fired their general manager after four seasons, that being Gene Smith. The Buffalo Bills fired Champ Gailey after three losing seasons. Titans are keeping their coach, Mike Munchak. That's interesting. The Browns have fired coach Pat Shermer and general manager Tom Hackert. And that's a team that's just got nothing ever going on. And I kind of feel for them. The Cardinals have fired coach Wizenon, like I just mentioned, and their general manager, Mr. Graves. Unbelievable. Um, yeah. I guess the uh, the new general manager of the Buffalo Bills has begun the coaching search. Well, there you go. <laughs> Bill High, yeah, the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, we're going to see how that goes. Russ Brandon, that is. He's the CEO, but he's going to have to look for the new coach, apparently. Uh, as mentioned, Andy Reid's gone. Yeah, and Lovey Smith of the Chicago Bears, gone. Uh, Tannehill. Tanner Baum of the New York Jets has been fired, but of course, that's the general manager, but not Coach Rex Ryan. Amazing. Um, yeah, I mean to me, Lovey Smith and Andy Reid, wow. But Andy Reid, I mean you kinda have to you kinda had to see this coming. It was like a matter only a matter of time, and of course a four and twelve record, yeah, it's over. Uh he's very classy to the end though about his uh departure and even the uh, the owner of the team gave him a game ball. That's kinda cool how they end, ended things there and he still even said go Eagles, baby, you know, but he's already absolutely on board for coaching next next year. So we hope for, well, in his case, we'll, we'll see where he goes. It's going to be really fascinating. Will he, go, will he become a Chicago Bears coach and look, look just like Mike Ditka? Uh-huh, that could be kind of cool. Ken Wisenhunt, is he going to be a head coach or a coordinator? I think Ken Wisenhunt is a legit coach in this league. Pat Shermer will probably become a coordinator. I mean, you know, Cleveland Browns, yeah, just, yeah, he'll probably end up being a coordinator. I hope uh, Brad Childress doesn't become the head coach in Cleveland. No, and he won't, of course. Uh, very unlikely, but you never know. Um, 
Who's going to coach the Bears? Who's going to coach the Eagles? I mean, it's going to be interesting to see where this carousel winds up. i got to hope that Norv Turner, I think, you, you, you talk about retreads and guys that probably like, why the hell is he still a coach? I can't believe Norv Turner has lasted as long as he has as an NFL head coach and even as a member of the San Diego Chargers. That's probably why they fired the GM, A.J. Smith. Like, dude, you need to go, man. I mean, what the hell is wrong with this guy? <laughs> so we're gonna, it's, it's going to be fun to watch to see where everybody winds up. Will Lovey Smith go to the Arizona Cardinals? Will he go to the Eagles? Hmm, who knows? Will Wisenhunt go to the Eagles? It's going to be fascinating. Uh, i, I got to think the two guys most likely, though, to uh, return as head coaches next season are Andy Reid and Ken Wisenhunt with Lovey Smith as a kind of a distant third. The rest of them, uh, probably not. <laughs> probably be coordinators and maybe get a second chance someday down the road. I mean, heck, Bill Belichick was a pretty uh, was pretty unsuccessful in his previous runs as a head coach, and then he winds up in New England, and it's like, okay, well, he's going to be the New England coach. We're happy for him. We'll see how this turns out. And, yeah, pretty good, pretty good, uh, <laughs> pretty good run by Mr. Bill Belichick. And he's got his Patriots in a possible Super Bowl run yet again. So now... That's where we're headed. That is where we're headed next. Uh, by the way, the Washington Redskins have made the playoffs. The Dallas Cowboys did not. That was the other spot that was kind of still in question. New York Giants are out. Bears are out, as mentioned. Yes, sir. Hail to the Redskins. Yeah, whatever. I hate the Redskins. <laughs> I hate them. I think a lot of people do. It's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be fun to watch, though. We got their uh, first round buys going to the Atlanta Falcons, San Francisco Giants, third seed, the Green Bay Packers face the Minnesota Vikings on Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern. I thought it was 6, but 7 p.m. Eastern. Seattle, Washington. So we're going to be one of the we're going to only be the second game of the whole postseason. Um, Seattle is going to play at Washington. And not Washington uh, obviously the state, but Washington D.C. That's going to be a kind of a grind them out interesting game. Two teams we lost to earlier this year, so one of them is going to the second round. And we'll well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> If the Vikings win, the winner will go to San Francisco. If the Vikings lose, the winner will go to Atlanta. So we'll see how that turns out there. Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, number one seed. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> Denver Broncos in the AFC have clinched the AFC uh, top seed, which is unbelievable. Comeback player of the year, him or Adrian Peterson. That's your guess who's going to win it there. Uh, MVP of the season, Adrian Peterson or... Peyton Manning, yeah, it's one of those two again. Peyton Manning or Adrian Peterson for Comeback Player of the Year and MVP. Unbelievable. So the winner will probably get both in that case, probably. Uh, yeah, I would think. Number two seed goes to the New England Patriots. Talk about returning with, a with you know, <laughs> talk about coming back with a vengeance after losing the Super Bowl. Good on you, New England. I mean, that is impressive what they're able to accomplish because... 99% of the time when a team loses the Super Bowl, they pretty much miss the playoffs or barely get in and lose in the first round. That is awesome to see what New England has been able to accomplish. And, uh, hey, man, a legit shot to go all the way yet again as they're already in the proverbial second round of the AFC postseason. Cincinnati Bengals looking to finally get to the second round. It's been, it's been a long time. 1988, in fact. It's the last time the Cincinnati Bengals even won a postseason game, but they also won the AFC that year, only to lose in heartbreaking fashion to the 10-6 San Francisco 49ers on the drive. 
That's right, The Drive by Joe Montana. They were winning that game and lost in the final seconds on a touchdown drive. A very Aaron Rodgers-like touchdown drive by Joe Montana there. They will face Houston again, who has the third seed, just like last year. Cincinnati, I believe, had the fifth seed, and Houston had the fourth, if I remember correctly. Not really sure, but uh, doesn't really matter at this point. I've picked Cincinnati every single time because I want to see them win. It would be so cool to see them win, and I can't. This time it's going to be Houston, I guess, <laughs> even though they're on a downward style. This might be the time to pick Cincinnati, so I'm not going to. We'll see what happens there. I'd say Houston goes to the second round. Baltimore against the Indianapolis Colts. Indianapolis Colts on a beautiful run right now with their young quarterback, Andrew Luck. Um, any other time, I would pick Baltimore to win the whole AFC, believe it or not, despite New England and Denver being as good as they are, and Houston. But uh, no, Baltimore is going to lose to the Indianapolis Colts in the first round because of all the injuries. And uh, it's just, it's unfortunate what's happened to that team. They wind up winning their division, getting the getting the fourth seed and all, but that's it. The Indianapolis Colts are going to go from 2-14 and 14 to, at minimum, the divisional round against probably the Patriots, because I'm guessing Houston's going to win and go to Denver, and possibly we'll see what happens there. But, um, yeah, um, that's how I think the AFC is going to shape up in this first week. I do believe that the, oh boy, that's going to be tough. Uh, Washington Redskins host the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle is winning that game. That is a gutty football team. Washington is good, but they're not as good as Seattle. I'm still a bit stunned to see the Washington Redskins in the postseason. I can't believe the Washington Redskins are in the postseason. Wow. I'm amazing. They're actually in it. and Because um, I, I thought there was no way. They still wind up with a 10-6 and record. An amazing run for them. <laughs> but they're not going to win. I, I think Seattle, uh, the other rookie quarterback. Man, there are three rookie quarterbacks in the playoffs this year. And a second-year guy in Ponder, by the way. Amazing in that case. Uh, rookie quarterback, Copperneck with 49ers. Well, even though it wasn't the whole year. But um, second-year guy, and Andy Dalton in Cincinnati. My goodness, man. It's just crazy. It's going to be fun playoffs, man. This is going to be awesome. But uh, I do believe Seattle is going to gut it out and defeat the Washington Redskins in the nation's capital. Seattle Seahawks will move on to face, uh, well, yeah, we'll talk about that later because it depends on who the Vikings if the Vikings win or not in Green Bay. I'm going to save that for last, folks, when I head into the AFC. But I'm going to do the AFC first, my little predictions. So, yes, Indianapolis will go to uh, new. Uh, will go to Denver, and Houston will head to New England. So I believe Houston defeats Cincinnati. Indianapolis defeats Baltimore. So then Indianapolis against the Denver Broncos is going to be an awesome football game, but the Denver Broncos will prove to be too much and will advance to the AFC Championship game. And I feel the same about the New England Patriots. I think Houston will beat a Cincinnati team that's just not good enough to, to advance. Unfortunately, as much as I like them, they're gutty, and they have a chance to win, but I think Houston's going to get it together enough to at least get to the second round. But I think that's where their season ends. And the New England Patriots and Denver Broncos, yes, boring picks because they're the two bye teams, so I'm probably going to be wrong about one of them. But eh, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. And, you know, usually those teams win, but it's a boring pick. Yeah. I think Denver and New England go to the AFC title game in a very dramatic fashion. <laughs> and, boy, I want to pick the Patriots, and I really, really damn, damn do. We're going to see what happens at that one. But as of right now, if I'm a betting guy, I got the Denver Broncos representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. Wow. With Peyton Manning, a comeback player of the year, in the Super Bowl, 
and he is going to play against Adrian Peterson in that game. No, I'm just kidding. That would be one unbelievable story, and I really hope that happens, honest to God. Though I'd rather see New England in the Super Bowl than Denver, but for the sake of the story, that would be pretty pretty cool. And plus the fact, I do believe, the Denver Broncos are going to win the AFC, which is just crazy to imagine. Wow! John Fox is going to the Super Bowl, head coach of the Broncos, for his second time, as he did with Carolina back in 04. He's going to get revenge on the New England Patriots with a victory this time around in the AFC title game, in my humble opinion. We'll see how it turns out, though. It's going to be an unbelievably awesome game between those two. And we'll talk about it later when it probably does happen more in more detail. So that leaves us with the final t- game in the AFC, the other one. The opening AFC game. Yeah, Minnesota heads the Green Bay, Wisconsin. In what will be one of the games, hopefully, that we're going to be remembering for a very, very long time. Green Bay could very well come in and blow the Vikings out. But I say there's no way that happens. There's no way. It's like, sure, they're capable of it, uh, but I will be stunned. I'm going to say this right now. I will be stunned if the Green Bay Packers destroy the Vikings on Sunday. I think the Vikings have gained enough momentum, (laughs) and Christian Ponder has improved enough, and that the Vikings played well enough in Green Bay last time that they can compete in this football game. And it is going to be <laughs> rock'em, sock'em, scary, scary to death type of game. It is going to be a horrifying game one way or the other. Uh, Lambo, uh, Green Bay at home <laughs> has been a joke in the postseason. Green Bay on the road has been phenomenal in the postseason. <laughs> they have been unbelievable in the postseason on the road. They played in domes and won. They played against the the Arizona Cardinals and beat them. They played against, uh, who did they beat back in 2010? Oh, man. I can't remember now, which is really sad. <laughs> but they got it done. It was, uh, but it was on the road. It was on the road, folks. <laughs> and that's, that's what I'm getting to right now. I, I, I'm telling you right now, Green Bay Packers, for whatever stinking reason, the whole, it's just, it's funny when you think about it. The whole frozen tundra. And it was against the Bears. What am I talking, how could I forget that? It was against the Bears, so it was outside, but it was on the road. It was on the road, so they were at least used to the cold, but it wasn't at home. And they barely beat a Bears team with a third string quarterback in, by the way, because Jay Keller was hurt. I remember that. How, How could I forget that game? Jay Keller was hurt and all that. They had a third-string guy out there because even the backup got hurt. <laughs> it was a joke. And they still barely beat the Bears in that game. I mean, the Bears almost won that football game. The Green Bay Packers were on the road, though, for, for their sake. But, I mean, they barely won in a cold atmosphere in Chicago on that day. And one of the most boring games I've ever seen, honestly. For whatever reason, the Packers, <laughs> I don't know. They, they may very well go up and run up the Vikings, but I'm... But right now, hey, I'm saying that ain't going to happen. I think it's going to be a very similar game that it was this Sunday. I think Viking fans are going to be horrified, pissed off, but in the end overjoyed with a three-point win against the Green Bay Packers on the road. <laughs> it's going to be lower scoring this time, in my humble opinion. 31-28, to 28, Minnesota is going to beat 
the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> call it a homer pick, call it whatever you want. But you know what, ladies and gentlemen? I don't think it's a homer pick. I think this is a distinct possibility. And I'm going on history, folks. And we know, oh, last year's in the past. Prove it, Green Bay. Because Atlanta wanted to say that last Atlanta has wanted to say that for years now. And they have failed and failed and failed. <laughs> Should the Vikings go to Atlanta on the road? They could go to the NFC title game, folks. They could. <laughs> and it's the craziest thing ever. But ladies and gentlemen, the possibility exists and persists. It it does. Now this is crazy. A lot of you are probably listening and being like, yeah, whatever, this guy's insane. But you're talking about two teams that have failed in the postseason on a numerous basis. Atlanta could very well come out and beat the Vikings 35-3. Easily. Okay, maybe not three with Adrian Peterson on the field. That's the other thing. But I'm just saying, they could come out and stop the Vikings. So could Green Bay. The possibility exists. But again, I'm not believing that's going to happen. I actually believe the Vikings are capable of going to the NFC title game this year, folks. I, I think they could do it. <laughs> they can. Um, it can happen to anybody. 10-6 and six can easily get to the NFC title game. It can even get to and win a Super Bowl, which the New York Giants have done in the past. They have done it. Um, I'm coming at this as a, um, realistically, folks. I mean, a lot of people are probably like, up oh, Vikings are going to lose. But then again, you look at the history of the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau Field at home. It's not good for, for quite a while now. It's not been good for a while, and of course, Atlanta is a joke. The Vikings win for sure. They go to Atlanta, no matter what, because we're the sixth seed. Um, but on the other side, I have Seattle going into uh, Washington. Boy, that is going to be tough. <laughs> or, excuse me, going into uh, San Francisco. That is going to be one hell of a game. That is going to be unbelievable. And we saw what Seattle did to the 49ers in, um, in, uh, in Seattle. 49ers just got absolutely destroyed. It was an absolute joke. But I do think in San Francisco, the 49ers go to the uh, the NFC title game. And I, I really don't want to come off as a homer, especially to all of you newcomers. Because I promise you, I am not a homer. And most years, I would pick the, the Vikings to be done in the first round. But the way, you know, like would be done in the first round in a situation like this where they're like the sixth seed and stuff, but the momentum that Adrian Peterson has generated, the momentum, the uptrend that Christian Ponder is on, and the past history of the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau Field is not good. And plus the fact the Packers were on an influential one but did not win on Sunday is not necessarily going to help them. It could very, it very well could help them. They could have maybe found a million tells in the Vikings' secondary in fact, I'm extremely concerned about what's going to happen with Antoine Renfield because he's an uncertainty. And he never plays well when he's hurt. So that's one thing that's got me scared half to death. But the Vikings easily could and should have won in Green Bay, if not for horrible turnovers down the stretch. Again, that's a woulda, coulda, shoulda. I totally understand that. And the game was lost. And at the same time, losing that game, according to many Viking players, woke up the team. You know, it woke them up like, hey, wait a minute, we're better than that. We should have won that game. Damn, we got to start, you know, we could do a lot more than we have done this year. Very easily, and they've won four games in a row since then. And um, <laughs> clearly, Christian Ponder and the Vikings uh, coaches saw openings 
in the Green Bay Packers secondary. And they got it done. And Adrian Peterson is so dominant. He got through the Packers despite the fact clearly there were eight, nine men in the box and on almost every every single time he ran the ball. But he did break through on a few times, especially that very last run. Wow, he almost got in. I mean, the possibility does exist that the Vikings can win in Green Bay. The possibility absolutely does exist. So right now, as a betting man, a guy that likes momentum going into the postseason, a guy that doesn't like bad history from two teams, I have Minnesota against San Francisco in the NFC title game in January 2013. Unfortunately, though, past history for the Vikings. <laughs> I don't have the Vikings winning in San Francisco. So, yeah, I have us going to the NFC title game this year, but not winning it, unfortunately. Should they pull off the greatest upset ever and actually make it to the Super Bowl as a sixth seed? It would be great. Well, it's not the greatest upset ever. Last, last year was the greatest upset ever, beating the Packers and, and the... Oh, but yeah, then they beat the... But now again, the, the 07 Giants beat the, beat the Patriots. 16-0 team. So, anything can happen. The Vikings' past history does not tell me it will. <laughs> but the current momentum they're on does tell me they have playoff run. They're, 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 the, the, thought, the possibility of a playoff run absolutely has legs right now for this Minnesota Viking team. So San Francisco and Denver right now I have in the Super Bowl right now. Uh, that would be kind of a weird situation, <laughs> I think, with a rookie quarterback against Peyton Manning, who's not necessarily the most clutch player of all time, but can, uh, can absolutely get it done. In fact, I'm almost tempted to pick the New England Patriots to beat the Broncos and face the Niners in the Super Bowl right now. I'm very tempted to do that, but I'm going to stick to my guns for the time being, and I have every right to change it next week. But as of right now, well, I probably shouldn't change it next week because Denver and New England didn't play yet. But because um, I just try to go week by week, you know, I'm not trying to make make money here or try to tell you I'm this genius prognosticator. This is just my opinion. You guys can go with it however you want. But right now, yeah, San Francisco, Denver in the Super Bowl. And just kind of opening the post, you know, I, I just like to do the whole bracket to start off the uh, start off the playoffs. Obviously, again, like I said, that you know, obviously is subject to change due to defeat or just for whatever reason, from what you see, you gotta change, you got to go with what you go week by week. Uh, but the first one does count as good or bad at the end, we'll just say. <laughs> in the end, so it's like, man, I was wrong, but I guess I'll just change it now. But yeah, obviously the original pick was dead wrong. So I guess right now, I'm going to have the Broncos winning the Super Bowl because I can't see it. I can't see Kaepernick leading the 49ers to a championship, but I do have them in the Super Bowl, yes. But the 49ers losing their first Super Bowl ever because they're 5-0 and in the Super Bowl, and the Broncos winning their third title. Wouldn't that be crazy? And Peyton Manning with his second, which will even his brother up, and that'll be the greatest comeback player of the year right there in terms of uh, post-regular uh, season and post-season combined. So as of right now, the Broncos win the 2012 season's Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> but, again, everything's subject to change. Nobody, I'm not trying to bet money or trying to tell anybody I'm smart or anything. It's just This is just a fun, random prognostication for the heck of it because I'm a show host, and that's what show hosts do is prognosticate or try to successfully or horribly unsuccessfully. <laughs> so with that, again, Vikings win 31-28. to I'm hoping for the best there. We'll see what happens. It doesn't matter who's right or wrong in this. It's all part of the game. 
It is. It's all. That's why they play the game, right? So, going to give you the contact details and close things up. Remember the Facebook account, by the way, is facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. So go to the Purple Mafia Facebook page, which I rudely didn't even mention the uh, how to get there earlier. You could either search it on the in the search bar, just Purple Mafia Show, or of course, much simpler, facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show on Facebook. Twitter account is at Purple Mafia Show. Simple. And of course, thesportstuff.com is a wonderful website that hosts Purple, Purple Mafia and other shows. Go on there and do check it out. Very, very fun indeed to get on there. And of course, uh, remember, Double Twist is another way to listen to the show uh, if you have iTunes or not, uh, because it mirrors iTunes perfectly for Android devices. Rock and roll. The the phone line is 209-736-7877-209-736-7877. Call in, shout out, comment, question, everything. Mention what show you're calling in to, which is, of course, Purple Mafia. And, of course, I am your host, Joey. Yes. (laughs) Or you could always just say, yeah, this is for Joey. Yeah. So thanks again for uh, listening to the show. And again, welcome newcomers and stick with me. I'll be here. I'll be here for a while. I've been here since April 2008. I'm going to be here for a long, long time. (laughs) God willing. So until next week, where hopefully the Vikings win. Do take care, everybody. Stay warm. And, uh, well, hello 2013.